0: North Pole, them are fighting words, partner. Put them up. Oh, Alright, Alex, buddy. i not about to hit a Santa Claus. Come
1: on, come
0: on, what are you, chicken? Maybe you can hum the theme song. Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong. While the memory's not too strong, there's a piece of you from a time long gone. So while these fuzzy warp even remain, question we ask is still the same. to the treasure or just plain lame? Is this still good?
1: Hello. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hello, Alric. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I
2: shouldn't have started talking. <laughs> Hello, and welcome
1: to Is This Still Good? A podcast about Ulrich Purcell. Oh, my God. What do we do on this podcast, Gavin, co-host?
0: Yeah, that's right. I'm here, too. What's up, Santa babies? And I'm Sage. Yeah. This is a movie where we talk or no this is a podcast where we talk about a movie or like piece of ephemeral from our childhood and whether or not it holds up. You know, we explore those memories, rip them out of the depths of our very core being and examine who we are and what made us and whether or not the terrible people that we've become is because of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie Christmas movie in 1996.
1: That's all we do on this podcast, yes. Oh, man. Just this one movie, all Jingle All the Way, all the time. It's called Jingle All the Way, All the Way.
2: I would listen to that podcast because I love this movie. <laughs> so, Ulrich, what movie did you bring for us today? I didn't bring it. I wish that I had brought it. Um, but, uh, yes, when you when you t- posted about Jingle All the Way, I was very excited because um, I saw this movie in the theater, by myself, um, I think this was like right around the time of Space Jam or so. I think maybe same the year, same yeah. year. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think I saw Space Jam in the theater by myself earlier that year, and then went and saw Jingle All the Way in the theater by myself after. And uh, yeah, it was like a time where I was very excited to be dropped off at the movie theater by my parents and go see a movie by myself. I don't know why <laughs> that was so exciting to me, um, but I just love the movie theater and uh, still do. Miss, a miss luxurious
0: version of like a latchkey kid it's like instead <laughs> of just like leaving the key under the mat they're just like here here's seven bucks go see a movie yeah or whatever <laughs> movies cost back in 1996
2: I, I was Probably 11 less. so yeah interesting but um <laughs> yeah I remember taking the bus to see Volcano um around the same time do you guys remember Volcano
0: no is that Pierce Brosnan? I missed that movie. No, that's uh, Dante's,
2: right? No, yeah, that's Dante's Inferno. Inferno. Volcano is the uh, Tommy Lee Jones one, uh, where L.A. has a volcano erupt. <laughs> which is oh shit! A ridiculous right. movie.
1: <laughs> I'm just aware that there are two volcano movies that came out at the same time, a la Deep Impact Armageddon. and Armageddon. Yes, but unlike those movies, I feel like they've made little to no cultural impact <laughs> whatsoever.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, they're like fond memories, but I remember, you know, that that movie wasn't very good, Volcano. <laughs> I've always, I've never
0: seen it, but I've always enjoyed, like, the idea of, like, how do you sell that a volcano is in the middle of Los Angeles? Does it just spring up overnight, and all of a sudden there's a giant mountain spewing lava?
2: Well, we should save this conversation for the Volcano episode <laughs> that we do one day, hopefully, God willing.
1: I um, want to reboot that movie, but it's a sinkhole. I feel like that's <laughs> it. But yeah.
2: that's This is the end.
1: Vol- volcano right. cast. You're oh, right. that is, this is the end, yes. <laughs> All right.
0: Inverse Volcano.
1: Do uh, uh, Gavin, do you remember what the first movie you saw in theaters was by yourself?
0: By myself? You know, I don't know. I know, like, I grew up right around... The Castro Theater. So it might have been I remember early on like going and seeing double features with my parents and then um they'd just leave for the second movie. So that's probably <laughs> how that happened. Like I have a really fond memory, but this was later, of going and seeing a Ray Harryhausen triple feature. What? And um so it's just also all who? these <laughs> uh dude, it's the it's the he's the stop motion legend. He, he oh, right. Yeah. Jason and the Argonauts, all these incredible like just of their time, but beautiful like pieces of movie history. And my dad was like good after one. He's like, I got what I needed. That was great. I'll, I'll see you later. And I sat there for two more
2: movies by myself.
1: It was it great. Never saw either of his parents again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was trying to remember the first movie where I saw multiple movies in the theater, and I don't really remember what it was. But I know that, like, Toy Story 2 and End of Days, I believe, was a double feature I, I, what? I did at one point. What?
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess you I are, think. like, 15 at this point, if if my math's correct.
0: But what kind of programmer is putting people through that? <laughs>
1: 14. Yeah. Wait, Close. was this, Close. like... A self-selected double feature, or I was think so. This yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. self-selected, okay, okay. just
2: like you know what was in the theater at the time, um, and then like just jumping from movie to movie to movie.
0: Um, I do remember doing that. Yeah, I got yeah. thrown out of uh, my local theater in high school for doing that. I, um, I yeah,
2: I got thrown out too.
0: I I, I bought a ticket. I wasn't yet uh, seventeen, I guess, and I bought a movie for Elf to try and sneak into Bad Santa. Uh, just to stay with the Christmas time of year, I got thrown out very fast.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's wonderful.
2: Yeah, I think like maybe Blade Two was one that I got thrown out of, like after <laughs> seeing like three in a row. And I think I'd seen Blade Two already, and then we're like, "Oh, we'll see it again." While we're waiting for this other movie to come. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I did three. I used to do three in a row. That was like the the money. You do know, you remember
0: there used to be like I'd go on a website that had like the runtimes. And movie lengths programmed into yes. it. Yes. So I would go and program my triple wow. feature.
1: There was, I believe, it was called Double Feature app. I don't know if you had a a different one, but like, yeah, I used that. Clear had up to
0: smartphone. When so. I moved
1: to San Francisco, I remember some of my days off. I would watch like three or four movies, pay for one of them. Yeah. Uh, the AMC at Van Ness was very good to like walk around and just go into whatever because mm-hmm, it was multi-level. Mm-hmm. Uh, others were harder i've never once gotten caught or kicked out of a movie theater uh oh, wow. when i should have dozens of times
0: the van ness and the metreon like did not care was definitely part of it yeah oh, the okay.
2: metreon was the one i got kicked out of man oh maybe maybe <laughs> not alrick's well, a lot more
1: suspicious <laughs> but we we, we, we did it a
2: whole bunch of times though we would you know and that yeah. was like probably one of like 10 times you know getting kicked out of i him. just Let's want see.
0: to point out how cool and rebellious we look right now that's all <laughs>
2: but sorry you were saying sage i think everybody did this though this can't be just a uh you know it's a wild you know big thing
1: yeah i had um and there was a complete disconnect to me between like paying for one movie and staying cuz I've never I have never in my life just snuck into a movie theater. That seems so outlandish, outlandish, and unethical. But like no, once you've paid for one, like you you get to live in the theater until it closes.
0: Okay, so to be honest, the local theater in Sebastopol that I went to, if one person bought a ticket, they could go to the rear exit and let people in and it took them a very
1: long time for them to figure that out. I mean they should be odd that that's that's movies <laughs> theft one oh one. No I yeah, I've never I've never participated in that. Uh y'all criminals. <laughs> I I
0: have carried the guilt with me till this day. I know that doesn't make it okay.
2: You carried the guilt of sneaking into multiple movies? <laughs> <laughs> it's no guilt. Come on. You paid for a ticket. It's not like you know. I tried
0: to see Bad Santa before I was seventeen. It's not okay.
2: What movie did I do it that There was one movie that I wanted to see, like a rated R movie that I couldn't see. I don't remember what it was. Oh, God.
1: Anyways. It's good podcasting.
2: Yeah, I think we should go back to Jingle All the Way. So I think like... you should vamp.
1: All right, so you're 11. Uh, you're yeah. seeing Jingle All the Way. I'm assuming it's the best movie you've ever seen.
2: I loved it, man. I mean, I was always a big Arnold fan, you know, from from, from my younger days. I'd already seen... Like Terminator, Terminator 2, like probably True Lies, yeah, all that stuff. Um, and I had you, you know, caught
0: twins already by this point? Cause I think that I was had the caught year, the movie twins. Year prior.
2: I had seen twins. I had seen Last Action Hero. Yeah. So I, you know, I had eaten up every all I could get my hands on. So like watching Jing, Jing all the way in the theater was like super exciting and I I mean to me I think at the time I was like this is just still good you know amazing <laughs> Arnold you know
0: and you were ready for him as a comedian then too you were just like I all think in. so
2: and like yeah and I mean especially if you're like you know growing up on like things like Mr. Nanny from um Hulk Hogan where like your heroes uh just right. are do comedy movies it's like this is this is very natural to me you know
1: that's what i missed I missed all of the like the the period of action stars either raising kids in movies or just being in family <laughs> comedies uh 'cause okay, so when I was looking up Schwarzenegger just on i m d b and figuring out all the movies you see, I realized I have seen every single Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie like uh, before he was governor of did you guys know he was governor of california yeah.
2: that was I, like the, the most depressing thing because it was like oh man we won't get any more arnold movies <laughs> that was the thing that i hated about it it wasn't that he was going to be governor other, it was that we weren't going to get movies. <laughs> uh I was yeah like, whatever that, that doesn't matter
1: <laughs> so i'd seen every single one except kindergarten cup and oh. junior and twins oh. because i just had no interest in Arnold Schwarzenegger as a comedy star, oh, and also those were never the kind of movies I. I well, gravitate Kindergarten
2: towards Cop them. is good. I wouldn't really say that about Junior, but yeah, and Twins. I think both those Twins and Kindergarten Cop, awesome.
0: <laughs> All <laughs> right, I'm here first. Yeah,
2: no, you guys aren't fans of those movies. I, I don't I know. Have, <laughs> I have not seen, seen
0: either. Yeah, like I, I too have a, oh. a glaring blind spot for Arnold Schwarzenegger's more broad comedies i i think he's a very funny like commando and total recall are both like that is the kind of comedy that i want from arnold schwarzenegger (laughs) i love those movies
1: total recall
2: yeah yeah
0: it works on all the levels like that's what i want from a comedy i want like an action comedy to be action-packed and hilarious and arnold schwarzenegger is someone who can deliver that this is like to get back to jingle all the way that is kind of like (laughs) I was ready for this to have even more action in it, but
1: like, yeah, yeah. I remembered it having more action. There's kind of two, well, three set pieces if you count them all. I'm sure I'm forgetting stuff, but like everything else is just like really small with a, with a light amount of physical comedy. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question before we start talking about what actually happens in this movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Do you think that this movie was, was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um,
0: it wouldn't I, surprise me.
2: I feel like it would be because of the the turbo man and like mm-hmm. the play between like the action hero superhero thing and him as being like a real life action hero superhero person, but then playing this everyday father character who like gets to like kind of like live out that fantasy for his kid at the end. You know, I feel like there's a lot of connections.
0: Do you have an answer, Sage? No, no, I don't I don't have an answer. It's just
1: like, it reminds me so much. I mean, more than anything, it reminds me of Liar Liar. It, yeah. it feels like maybe this was written for Jim Carrey. I have no evidence to back this up. But very recently, another thought popped into my head. What if this was a Jackie Chan movie? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, especially like in this period of time. And I don't really know how many movies are written, like, specifically for a star if they're not involved, like, as a producer at the beginning. Uh, I just, that level of filmmaking is still pretty foreign to me.
0: I think part of it, too, is no matter who you get, like, if they're at a certain level, it's being rewritten for them. And that's where, like, this does feel like it's already kind of polished into um, Jim Carrey's wheelhouse. Like, that was the thing (laughs) that, like, I, I I was thinking about that, like... Arnold Schwarzenegger, part of the joy of this movie is watching him do his best, but like yeah. you can feel him acting. You can feel <laughs> him trying to sell like the everyman, and you can like like every time he's running it feels like I I know he's a big guy, but he could run a little faster than that if he wanted to. Every like all the reactions are like the <laughs> the constant like put in a put in a montage of Arnold sighing from this movie. <laughs> Here. But he also
2: has to be beaten by Sinbad, so he can't run too right. fast. Like, True. he can't be too, like, you know, superhero-ness because his, his, uh, you know, his foil, his, uh, you know, whatever, um, at rival is, uh, Sinbad. <laughs> so,
0: and Phil Hartman, like, rest in peace. And Phil Hartman.
2: <laughs> right, and Phil Hartman, that's so funny because, like, you know, he's, like, worried about Phil Hartman taking his wife. And it's, like, in reality, it's, like, would Phil Hartman really have a chance against, like, buffed-out Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, (laughs) probably not. But the way that they wrote the movie, it works, you know?
0: (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger is a pretty shitty husband in this movie. (laughs) He's
2: He's not great. (laughs) And
0: remember, you're my number one customer. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Sorry, babe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite thing about, like, every... Every Arnold movie where he's not like playing like special forces or something, he they write him as just a pure slice of Americana and they never try to explain away yeah. the, the fact that he's purely not American. Uh, which I feel like almost anyone else doing this, they'd have to like explain how he came to America or like just the fact that he's clearly from Germany, Austria, whatever he's going to be in the movie. I know he's Austrian, but like, you, yeah, yeah, you can put him in a couple different countries as a character, but you, you. Can't just make him born and bred American husband.
0: <laughs> no, and that's like, to me, I mean, you were talking about, like, his post-governor career. Like, The Last Stand is a movie I fucking love, oh, where he yeah. plays just a small-town sheriff. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like he's just, like, why, why else, would you know, he's from that small town. He, you know, never left. He's one of those, those sheriffs who's just lived there his entire life, and he cares very deeply about his people and his community.
1: Yeah. He just all happens that's to have a
0: very thick accent. It's
1: fine. And it's just like, alright, so this is someone who moved in his his twenties from Austria. But like then you also have a story about like I don't know, a a very large Austrian man, like choosing America. Right. Choosing that community. And like i had a lot of the types those are those are missed opportunities.
0: Yeah, I I'd agree. That that is kind of interesting that like, you know, he left like post-World War Two, Austria to move to uh, America and has like a very self-made man kind of super traditional American Americana like story to him I think he was I was reading about like he might have the like his immigration like he's the most famous immigrant in America in a lot of ways is like something's been said about him and I think he was actually like I don't want to judge but like I think he might have been an in, in illegal he had probably like stayed over his visa <laughs> And that, like, so that that's that's a story. Like, that's impressive that like he had to go through all that bureaucracy, and like almost have a presidential run. Like, he had bills, uh, in the House like to try and take down the like allow, um, naturalized. So, anyway, I'm off the rails. But that's great.
2: <laughs> well, I was gonna say I do think there are some movies where he does. It, it is brought up that he's from Austria. Um, I'm not sure I can't give you the the actual movie titles right now off the top of my head, but I I know that it comes up here and there in, in different movies.
1: Well I know an escape plan, you know, a much more recent movie, uh the movie where he and Sylvester Stallone escape from a prison. <laughs> Another uh, great he plays movie, by the a way. German and I think it was <laughs> the first movie that he'd ever spoken German.
2: <laughs> right. Oh, yes, interesting! I know that. That's very true. And I remember seeing that in the theater and, and loving that and loving the fact that he finally embraced the German the German side.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine, like, being one of the biggest movie stars in the world for 30, 40 years and only being able to speak your first language 35 years in?
0: No, that's nuts.
1: But oh, I, I think about this uh, because, you know, we have a lot of uh, – English action stars, and when they're in American movies playing Americans, you know, they could all do American accents, except for Jason Statham, who just gets to be, like, a a, a British person living in the <laughs> United States. And for some reason, I never have the same problem.
0: Well, I, I would say that part of, like, equally so with Jason Statham, Jason Statham is Jason Statham. The Transporter is yeah. Jason Statham. Like...
1: Chev Chelios is, Yeah.
0: The titular jingle all the way character is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, can you tell me that character's name from, <laughs> in the, from movie the movie I watched
1: last night? No, I couldn't tell you. No, no
0: it's Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> that's very true. Or like, unless he's like a coat, I can't tell you most of his characters' names because they don't get like the the really great names like Sylvester Stallone yeah. does.
0: <laughs> he's named Dutch in something, right? Predator. That's, but that's also yeah, okay, a that, that's name. no. That's a good
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and obviously, he's Conan in some movie. I forget which one. I, yeah, I can't recall either. During this time, in the next ten years, there's a lot of movies uh, that'll be like a, a buddy pairing uh, where one of them's an Asian martial artist. And when you have Jackie Chan or Jet Li in your movie, like you just you can't have them just be slices of Americana. No, right. uh, no, no reference or explanation. Unfortunately, like it should be the same rules. Uh, you have to have Jet Li be, like, a Taiwan security agent.
0: <laughs> well, and it's interesting you mention that because they both have uh, thicker accents than most of their, like, other le- same level of stars at the time. Yes. And I was reading up on Arnold a little bit, and, like, in his first movie, they dubbed over him.
1: Oh, yes. Have you seen Hercules <laughs> in New York? No.
0: Is it, <laughs> is it worth watching?
1: No. <laughs> uh, but it would be honestly, if there was just like if they'd subtitle if there was a version out there that was subtitled, <laughs> yeah instead of dubbed,
0: that's a fascinating thing to me is like Jackie Chan from early on, even his like Chinese films that got dubbed into English mm-hmm. pretty quickly he started doing the dubbing for his own voice, even if everyone Which else I in love the cast so much. Was, yeah it's it's excellent it's like it's great, and it's part of the reason like he just commanded that stardom. And I mean, he's he's a singular performer, kind of the way Arnold is. I'd argue, where it's like they deserve and like are just masters of a very specific, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's case, a more specific
1: craft. Um, but yeah, do we want to summarize this movie? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I'll I'll take the opening, um, and th- and we ha- we have to talk about the <laughs> the the kid who plays the son, which is like it's just such a hilarious like footnote in history why is he famous
1: for something else
2: oh he is oh you don't know that oh you must know (laughs) come on guys he's the kid he's anakin from phantom menace
1: Um, what
2: yeah dude and so this was like an earlier (laughs) role for him before he landed the phantom menace role and he's like kind of annoying in this movie too and it's like he's almost playing like the same sort of thing you know and it's like Ah, it's so funny to watch him in this, and then like see him in the Phantom Menace, and then he never does anything again after that because he got so much shit for Phantom. Menace. Poor kid. I, I, mean, I, I know. Seriously. It's the uh,
1: the the is it Jackie Gleason or the um the kid that plays uh the the shitty king on King on Game of Thrones? Like also just quit.
2: Oh, right. It was just That's too familiar. much for him. He was you great know? in that. Joffrey. Too, like- He's
1: so good. Yeah. Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah.
2: yeah. That kid was also in Batman Begins in a really small role. You yeah. Know? And you can sort of like see him like it's like, oh, he's going to become a, like an actor or whatever. And like, you know, have this long career and then he gets one role and it's is like that. I'm done. Do because
0: like he acted the shit out of Joffrey. Like there's a reason you hate him. It's because he's doing a very good job. I yeah. Would argue. <laughs> but back to episode one. I mean, uh, no, sorry. We we're going to do Jingle All the Way. Uh, <laughs> we Start on Tatooine. <laughs> let's let's hear your best. Like, w- how can you best do this movie in like five five sentences, or maybe maybe two minutes? Five sentences. Two minutes. Okay, we'll give you two, two minutes. minutes. Two minutes on well, the here, clock.
2: Here, I'll do my best. So, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is um you know a sales guy. Uh, he's like you know a really bad father. He misses his kids' karate lessons. He can't be anywhere in time. He's always screwing up, but he means well. And uh, his kid wants this toy for Christmas, this Turbo Man toy that is the toy of all toys. It's like the Furby, the Tickle Me Elmo, all those things of that era rolled up into one. It is the hot toy. And all that the father was supposed to do was order the toy, get it ahead of time. And he didn't. He forgot. And now he has to get this toy before Christmas. And it's basically the story of Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to to be a good father and get this toy while his neighbor is like honing in on his wife and he's worried his wife's gonna leave him and he's like got this battle with phil hartman who's the the neighbor father who's single or whatever just trying to hone in on his family and then uh sinbad is a mailman um who like also wants a toy for his family and like basically it's like this battle of like you know, Simba and uh, you know Arnold trying to get this toy. Then they work together, and they get into hijinks. And there's a lot of like recurring people that he bumps into, like the police mm-hmm. officer. And then um, it all cum- culminates in this one big uh, parade where he's trying to get the toy. And yeah, it's craziness. And I don't know, did that do a good job, or is it? Is that crazy? Finish, finish it out. Bones. So, yeah.
0: so he's he's at he's at this he's at this parade. And right. the way that he's promised he would be with at his son with his son to this parade, and unbeknownst he winds up backstage and someone is fast speaking to him, telling him about some dangerous thing that like the last person who tried it like they're in, they're it looks like they're going to retain some brain activity so that's good, um, and they're all of a sudden people are stripping his clothes off and putting on some sort of tight vinyl suit. And all of a sudden he's rising through a floor to find himself dressed as the toy that his son wants. And his son is, you know, with his mom and Phil Hartman, who's trying to bang his mom, in case we haven't made that clear. Uh, And Arnold Schwarzenegger then has to fly around in a giant jetpack suit battling Sinbad, who is now dressed as the supervillain, only to um, have his son discover that he was there all along dressed, and his dad is a superhero.
1: Yeah, Gavin, he said hijinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, that's one of my favorite parts, is, like, that fast-talking dude who's just like, now, I don't know if you read the instruction manual, but, like, you know, we there are a few things, a few changes you have to keep in mind. <laughs> and then we've got <laughs> just wild 90s CGI uh, rocket. What's that guy's name? The Rocketeer. I swear they reused, like, set pieces from the rocketeer in this i feel
1: like this this movie uh reused a lot of stuff from other movies <laughs> in the 90s but uh yeah probably literally sets and in, in costumes
0: <sighs> so auric did you did you re-go back to this movie uh
2: on I, christmases growing up i did and i i still i watched it like two years ago um around christmas <laughs> i i love this movie this movie is like one of those movies that I would put in the same category as like, um, was it the Santa Claus with Tim Allen or, um, mm-hmm. you know, what's another one from that era? Just like, you know, a classic, like late nineties Christmas movie. Um, and I'm like a huge Arnold fan if that hasn't been clear already. <laughs> so anytime I get to watch Arnold do anything, I, I, and do it well, I'm, I'm in. And I think this one, as far as like, jinx as was said earlier. Um, you know, you can't really ask for better. Arnold running around, um, you know, getting into crazy situations. There's like, some very good stuff. That's true. Like the fight scene at, with all the crazy people at this warehouse, which the, is the probably, Santa Claus yeah, all the different Santa Clauses. That's what um,
1: sticks out to be the most uh, in thinking about it. I feel like I've seen this movie four or five times in my life, and all I really remember is Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting a warehouse full of Santas.
2: Right, and there's, like, midget Santas and, like, big <laughs> Santas and all kinds of other Santas and, like, I mean... Wrestler
1: Santas and right? <laughs> Jim yeah. Belushi Santas, Barbershop oh, Quartet Santas, which we watched the extended version, so I don't know if that was in the the normal movie. I feel like if there were some Santas doing a Barbershop Quartet, I would remember it.
2: Right, right. Do you
1: Do you remember that? Like... I I don't
2: remember the barbershop. You that must have them. been the extended because that's amazing. It's that was like honestly, I my favorite remember. part
1: of this movie. Yeah, is they just stop for uh he starts singing a classic uh Santa worker song, and these four old dudes join as a barbershop quartet.
0: Yeah, no, so like Arnold Schwarzenegger is expressing like distrust to like these back alley Santa Claus who are trying yeah. to sell him a Spanish version of Turbo Man without telling him they're Santa cons, <laughs> and um. Yeah, he's like, what, you've never heard the story of the boy who who Santa forgot on Christmas? You've never heard? And it's like you almost hear, like, the Santa Claus is vamping in the background. Like, it just goes on full musical for a little bit. And it's incredible.
2: <laughs> have you ever heard that song?
0: The little boy that Santa Claus forgot? No, I can say that I have. He's the little boy that Santa Claus forgot.
2: Such a ridiculous scene. But I mean, yeah. I think in this kind of movie, that's like what you need, right? You need this oh, crazy 100%. over the top.
0: <laughs> and thankfully, I will say, like, you know, uh, Sage has recently pointed out to me that I'm very picky about how a movie ends. And I could not ask for a better ending for this movie. Like that, that, that midpoint is kind of, I would call like the Santa, Santa thing is like the middle of the episode or middle of the movie. And it's fantastic. But, like, the ending is this huge extravaganza, everything culminates, and you get that ultra-cheesy, at the end, like, he's been trying to get this toy for his son to, like, be a good dad, and when his son discovers, like, the crazy lengths that he has gone through, even if they didn't happen when this could have been an easy thing to get this toy for his child, but the antics that he does go through, his son sees appreciates and rejects capitalism in a certain sense by giving away the toy to sinbad who then can also be a good dad to his kid
1: well it's about it's about family
0: yeah well there and so i i agree with you. you both mentioned that this is a very capitalist movie and it is so much of the time and it is exploring and making fun of capitalism but like the two moments where arnold schwarzenegger talks about being a good dad is like in the end when like it's seen the lengths that he's gone through. And then his memory of like his best Christmas was the time that he built his son a treehouse, And they had Christmas dinner in the tree house that he built with his own two hands.
1: When I argue that it's uh, a pro It never comes movie. up again. So like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's got the, the good holiday f- family moments. And it does send that message at the, at the end that family is more important than things. But, For the majority of the movie, the it's hammering over the point that like you should be a consumer and buy your family's love with things. And even if it subverts that at the end, like this movie is not making that point as satire. (laughs) It is not necessarily over the top. It goes through some wacky things, but like it's not. I don't feel like it's really poking fun at the idea of like oh American capitalism. This is what you have to do.
0: Yeah, in terms of hijinks, too, there's a moment where Arnold Schwarzenegger is called a pedophile for, like, trying to chase a little girl through a ball pit. Just appreciate that that happened for a moment.
1: Yes. Uh, and then very... they just wackily <laughs> hit him with... <laughs> but there, there's also a moment uh, when he's being driven home uh, that he's, he suggests talking about his feelings with his with his wife. And the, the very large woman says oh, why don't you just put on a dress while you're at it? Which is just a weird message to have in a movie on so many levels.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is, like, the it. That's that was a thing that, like, I, you know, we make the patriarchy is kind of a, a punchline a lot these days, I feel like. And this is the most, like, patriarchal movie I feel like I've seen in recent years, just because I haven't been revisiting that much of it. But this is, like, extremely... 90s, like gender roles, yeah. while also.
1: What is Phil Hartman doing in my house helping my wife bake on Christmas? I'm like, well, he's he's your neighbor, man. The kids are <laughs> hanging out. I feel like this is a pretty common thing. Uh, your wife's not property? Maybe that's. <laughs> your yeah, wife's he... not gonna fuck Phil Hartman. I know everyone else <laughs> in the neighborhood, <laughs> it, like, you know, who is in touch with their feelings and comfortable uh, about talking. Phil Hartman. <laughs> And he fucks all the lowly housewives of the neighborhood. <laughs> so I don't know what the message is there.
0: Yeah, I think this movie is really more concerned with set pieces than it is with messaging.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that
0: is you my could problem. argue.
2: I think that the big message is trying to get away at the end is like, you know, to be a good father, it's just to be there with your son. Not yeah. To, not to be like, you know, whatever, working too much or, you know, missing events. It's like th- those are the moments that matter, not the toy, right? Like the toy For doesn't sure. matter in the end. So it's I did say that it, I f- felt capitalist, but I guess in the end, its message is kind of, I wouldn't say anti-capitalist, but like that's not the no. important thing. you Yeah. Know?
1: And that's like, that feels so obvious that I almost wish it ended with like, no, the toy was the most important thing because then maybe it would be <laughs> sad. I don't know, or like your your repo man is <laughs> that you suggested. Right, <laughs> we'll cut that.
2: <laughs> what are some little like moments that you guys really loved about this movie? Your little special things that you know could be, could be missed by the average viewer
1: little things i really love the uh the scene where Sinbad and schwarzenegger run into each other at the uh diner and they just drink for a little bit and talk about family and then they ignore all of that to run to a radio station and beat up the dj <laughs>
0: <laughs> i also like in that moment uh sinbad says something wonderful where he's like yeah you know like my dad never got me what i wanted on christmas you know my neighbor his dad got him that red rifle, that like red rider rifle that he wanted. He's a billionaire. Look at me. I'm a postal service worker. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't get, and then like, you just see Arnold Schwarzenegger going like this like horrible daydream thing. of, Oh
1: man, you, that's great. You don't want your kid to turn out like Sinbad. No. Wildly successful comedian.
0: I mean, he was like, that's the thing that it's hard for me to remember because this is what I know Sinbad from most. I've never seen Sinbad in anything else. He was like one of the top comedians at the time. Was he in
2: Good Burger also another amazing movie from this era? (laughs) I don't
0: remember that movie quite well enough to confirm that, but that
1: sounds right. I am still not sure if I have or have not seen that movie.
2: Good Burger is like such an amazing time capsule movie. Oh my God. Um, You know, Keenan and Cal in their first movie. Oh, wow. Anyways. Now there's another episode, another
0: episode. <laughs> I also remember like, yeah, I saw them in like two heads are better than none where they fight the, the headless horseman just in terms of like one-offs. Like, yeah, they had a strange, interesting career, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so favorite moment for me from Juga all the way. Like, I mean, just, uh, got to shout out Phil Hartman as the, you know, kind of sleazy weird, uh, you know, neighbor, single dad. Cause he just plays it so well. And it's so funny. Um, And then also, like, I was just watching the trailer, and uh, I think it's Chris Parnell, uh, you know, playing the store clerk who laughs in Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Oh, man, yeah, that's great. What a brilliant moment in this movie.
1: Like, every every person who shows up in this movie for just a couple seconds is playing a total character, (laughs) like, doing almost Jim Carrey face. (laughs) Right.
0: There's also that weird one-off, like, I love when he's getting dressed for the finale, and he's hanging out with Booster, who is like, that's the recurring joke, is like, he keeps being handed Booster dolls, like, they'll be the same. Booster being Turbo Man's sidekick, who everyone apparently hates.
1: Nobody cares about Booster.
0: And the Booster guy's like, this isn't the choreography, like, consistently whenever, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's just beating up, like, his co-actors on the float in the middle of his parade in broad daylight. And then he accidentally knocks the guy playing Booster off the parade float, and all the kids just run up and start kicking him.
1: It's very good. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, like, the right <laughs> amount of time where it's it's yeah. not quite blink and you miss it, but they're not, like, really laboring the points.
0: Yeah, that's the end of Booster. We never see that character again. <laughs> yeah.
2: but I, I, th- I think it's, like, totally a relevant thing. Because, like, you know, I used to go uh, to, to Toys R Us to get toys when I was a kid and, like, trying to find... Like the Batman or like the, you know, the certain figure, right. but then there's like tons of Robins, like a million Robins, <laughs> like fuck the Robin, you know? So like I, I, as a kid even really enjoyed like that moment in that movie.
1: <laughs> now, Ulrich, have you ever been involved in a sort of a Black Friday doorbuster scenario? Have you ever camped for anything? Have you ever been trampled on?
2: <laughs> I have searched for many things like trying to get like PS2s, I think was a thing for me um, when I was younger um I don't even remember how I got my PS2 but I do remember we had the games before we had the console um oh, wow. trying to get a copy of Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo when I was really young I remember that and going to the store and asking and asking about it um but it's not quite the doorbuster scenario it's more like the hunting and the pecking and the trying to get there right before somebody else Dreamcast I remember getting to a, to a store and like <laughs> there was one person there with me, we were like visibly trying to get to the clerk first to get a dreamcast. Um, I think we both got them though, um yes. yeah, but uh, yeah, I have a few of those memories, but never quite on the scale from this movie. What about you guys?
1: I don't um have anything like that i'm I'm curious how common that is like i I risked it this black Friday. I went to uh to GameStop to try to get a PS5 because they had some in. You know the lines are all well spaced out, but it turns out they only had two for the entire store. Right, and I feel right. like they could have just told everyone to go Holy home. Holy shit!
0: You should have told somebody. Yeah, Jesus. Or
1: put something on on there. And apparently, like I went back later that day to just get a get a game. And uh, a fight broke out because, of course, it did. People had mm-hmm. camped overnight. And by the way, this is during, oh like, man. our curfew where you're not supposed to be out from 10 to 5. So the only wow. reason I did this is because I thought there was a chance if I showed up right at 5, I would be front in line or close to front. No, I was, like, 30th.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I called a GameStop on uh you know Black Friday. I did not get up early and they were like, yeah, we had 2 and they were gone, you know, first thing at the store, you know. So, yep, PS5 is man. I've been trying to find a PS5. No luck. A, <laughs> Any luck for you guys Best at all? Best Buy's got
1: some in stock today allegedly, but uh it went, really, the site went down for like five minutes, and then when I came back, everything was sold out. So you know, oh I, my god,
0: it's it's I'll a, one next Christmas, it'll be fine.
1: It's a trade off <laughs> because this is kind of the first time where like I'm fighting with robots to get stuff. When you go to a store, <laughs> you're fighting with with people, uh, but like there's scripts that can run and like get these as soon as they're announced and online. Uh, I think Gavin was actually telling me like it's kind of repurposed from. Uh, From the sneaker community.
0: That's that's definitely like a a, a close tie to it. And also like concert tickets, you know, it's the scalper, scalper style of thing. It's become its own second
1: market. Weird thing, because I've always understood like the guy out selling baseball tickets on the on the street, like, that's actually illegal. (laughs) Right. Whereas this is not illegal, and I don't understand why. I mean, this is pure this is the pure distillation of capitalism—just taking things and resell them at, at a higher value. And I am not even—I'm not even getting angry about that. But I don't understand why—why why this is okay, but scalping is illegal.
0: Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it I don't, doesn't I mean, make we sense. We can get, get into it. I don't know why exact scalping same thing. is illegal. It is fucked up. I hate it. It's I the guess exact it's, same thing. <laughs> it's the least disenfranchisement, and like you expect these companies to do something about it. Um, I'm trying to think, well, actually, so Arik, I, I, I believe I'm not to blow up your spot, but you go to conventions, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I haven't been in a while, but I, I've gone <laughs> oh, why to Comic-Con a few times and, <laughs> right. and then I was, you know, I went to the San Francisco Comic-Con, I went to, um, well, I'm just thinking about like convention waters. exclusives and stuff. Were you ever, right. have you witnessed that community? Yeah, I, I think I have a couple things from Comic-Con that were exclusives, you know? Um, but then you get to see, you see them pop up on sale later, you know, right. at, at places, I think, so I think they always have too many, you know, um, and then they have to get rid of them. So I, I always question the Comic-Con exclusives, but I do have a, uh, uh, what's it called? a, a Watchman exclusive. Yes, a Turbo Man exclusive. <laughs> I have a Watchman, um, exclusive poster from Comic-Con, um, like before the movie came out, like when the movie was announced and it's like a, like a huge full-sized, uh, you know, print from the, the, the comic book. But mm-hmm. then it's got like, you know, Watchmen, you know, March, whatever it is, 2011, whenever it was supposed to come out um, on the corner. So it's like a it is a movie poster. And I got that one framed, um, you know, nice. but I wonder how many of those are out there in the world. There's probably a lot, you know,
0: <laughs> I've been trying like the closest I can like think to like that kind of door busting situation is like I do remember the Star Wars movies, the the prequel series coming out. And even though I wasn't a big Star Wars fan, uh. And I was in a small town. There was still a line around the block. But it was like the friendliest version of that. Like everyone knew they were going to get in eventually, I think. It was more just like to get seats. Like so the tickets were probably sold online at the time. And I just went in to like check on my friend who was like camping out. And it was just like there was a community there that was like fighting with uh lightsabers in like this in in the parking lot and like making sounds with their mouths and stuff and people were like sharing food and shit so that's like the closest version of that and that was just like a very po- more positive than the movie because i think i slept through it but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i i waited in line for not fan of the minutes that one i didn't have to wait in line but I, for some reason i don't remember i think i went early in the morning but uh because
1: you're a huge jake lloyd fan
2: yeah the other two attack of clones and sith i waited in line for Which, yeah, it was more fun to be in line than the movies. Yeah, I think I waited for (laughs) Sith. And,
0: like, I remember someone actually leading a charge, like, behind me. When we sat down in the theater, a dude stood on his chair and put his foot on the back of my footrest and led, like, a chant with a lightsaber. Um.
2: Oh, wow. I'm missed. i surprised I didn't get,
0: I expected to get hit with a lightsaber because I'm sure I was snoring pretty loudly. Oh, that's funny.
1: It it doesn't (laughs) work the same way when it's like movies now come out like 7 or 8 p.m. on Thursday. Like, it's much more convenient for me now, and I wouldn't want to go back to midnight movies. But, like, we had a, all right, I'll say this. I might cut it later. When I was, like, 18 to 20, we had a thing we'd do probably once a month where we would go out to a strip club and then go to a movie at midnight. <laughs> and wow. that
0: sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like I a good would time. try
1: to get like a stripper to go to the movies with us. Oh and I did god. once. I got a girl to go what, to really? G.I. Joe to <laughs> Rise right, of
2: Oh my god, really? Of <laughs> <Yes. laughs> all the movies in the uh, world. But no
1: one would go see Jagoa Unchained with me. <laughs>
2: Wow, crazy.
1: Yeah, it was a different... I That was, uh, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not that same person anymore. <laughs> Did I stun oh. you all the silence?
2: <laughs> I was just thinking about how I missed the Midnight movies so much, and that, like, after the tragedy for Batman, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. the third Batman, it's just like, uh oh, the Aurora shooting mm-hmm. yeah it's just so tragic because that ended there, there has not been a midnight of, movie since since then well yeah
1: I mean no so they'll still like those uh,
2: but they do them at 8 o'clock it's not they events at, well, they'll like,
1: keep going like here's the thing you can go to a midnight showing on Thursday night of a big movie but you can also do it at 8 so yeah they do
2: because they, they do the earlier ones they do 8 o'clock they do ten nine o'clock they do 10 o'clock now which is still fun. I mean, whatever. Same thing, you know. But uh, yeah, there was something special about the midnight thing. It was it was fun. Yeah.
1: You know, think, thinking about like uh, conventions, I was thinking if this movie took place, if it was made five or ten years later, that third act would probably have been at like a comic con, right?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Well, I, that started happening in movies as like comic con, yeah. and nerd culture in general became no more common because i mean like this is a movie where like they're trying to get a superhero toy but they're also trying to get it for a a six-year-old child that is like the message they're putting in
0: yeah i mean that would also be a replacement of christmas though then because it's hard to imagine like a christmas superhero convention but yeah maybe
2: you know writing
1: i guess the parade is the is the (laughs) holiday movie
2: yeah Uh. yeah no, I, I think that, uh, that totally makes sense though. Like there probably would be some sort of, uh, convention in this movie if it was made in like 2005 or 2000, maybe even 2010. Cause like convention culture, like it's been around for a long time, but it didn't really become mainstream until I think around 2010 or so. Cause that's like, I think when I went to my last Comic Con, it was around then and it was like starting to get into a, to a theme park at that time. Mm-hmm. And then since then, now it's just completely. Insane and stupid. I think
1: you know? it's like uh, the um, synergy of movie studios and Comic Con. Certainly, like when Marvel started making all their Hall H announcements. So probably going back to to Iron Man and a couple things, couple years before that was when right. I started really being aware of like San Diego Comic Con, especially as um, as a haven for movie news, uh, which yeah. has always been and is always going to be more popular than. Nerd shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I think so. I mean, the the, the Iron Man uh, Comic Con was the first one I ever went to. Um, oh, wow. was two thousand and eight? Maybe I think seven, six. I don't know. I don't remember. You're such a but good capitalist. <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere around there. Um. Anyways, back to Jingle All the Way, yeah. guys. You guys um, want to talk
1: about divorce? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, because it's uh, it's in the air at this at this point in history. A surprising amount of '90s movies, especially the comedies, that are about are my parents going to get divorced, or or maybe my parents Or my will parents get back got
2: together. divorced, yeah. you know, and now I'm dealing with that, aka liar liar. Yeah, well, um, or right around Parent the same time. Trap,
0: I guess, also was like just before this too. Uh, the or, remake, yeah, because like, yeah, I think this. So Jingle All The Way came out the year that my parents got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I don't remember, like, specifically seeing this movie when it came out. But I do remember, like, it was a it was a strange time. I was not very cognizant of, like, what was going on, I don't think. But, like, I remember, like, having a school counselor specifically. Like, I was doing, like, had someone to talk to at school specifically because of it, I think. And just it was in the air with, like, Liar Liar. Um, All these other movies like it just seemed like it was I felt like growing up and I was in 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 San Francisco and like a lot of my friends parents were divorced it did not feel odd and like that almost felt like part of the reason you had like the after school programs almost felt like it was I know they weren't but like there's just so many extensions of like this seemed like so normal and then it's weird getting older and like finding people whose parents are, you know, just stayed married. Uh, some of them like saying like I'd wish they'd gotten divorced is something I hear like pretty often too. I'm like I can't believe they're still together. It's it's interesting. Like I'm not saying it was better or worse. Like I think like some relationships last some some don't. And some people like are divorced and great friends, which is really cool. And I know I don't know when I think Arnold Schwarzenegger's divorce was later, but um, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing to be like reflecting the media as heavily as it was growing up as a kid. Or, but maybe I just noticed it more because I was going through it.
1: Actually, my favorite moment from this movie that I forgot about until now is a moment between the children where, where Jake mm-hmm. Lloyd is waiting for his for his dad to get home and just wondering if, if his dad hates him or any of those other thoughts. And Phil Hartman's kid says like, oh, yeah, my dad's been great ever since he got divorced. It's the best thing. It's just like yeah. it's like a very weird pro-divorce moment from, from a child. It's like everything's been better. Maybe your parents should get divorced.
2: But that's coming from the bad guy of the movie, right? So like in in actuality it's sort of villainizing it, I think. I, like, you know? the,
1: I never really look at Phil Hartman as the bad guy until like very close to the end. Like it's it's uncomfortable. He's like he is touching someone who doesn't want to be touched.
0: Yeah. They right. They are
1: you know, they are over the shoulders, they are they are the most casual of things, but it's still not okay, and he knows better.
2: Right, right. But I guess my, my point is, like, I feel like this movie and other movies sort of, like, they almost villainize the the divorce. They make it like it's a bad thing, right, in, yeah. in general popular culture. But then as you get older, you learn, like, oh, no, divorce is not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. It's just what needs to happen sometimes. Some people you know, should get like divorced.
1: Some people should not.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah.
0: And specifically, too, like, Sage, you're pointing out, like, they refer to... Phil Hartman, who is now having to, you know, in the 90s, I guess, like do kind of both parental roles as a single father. Mm, Like he's having to, he's having to cook for his kid. He's having to, you know, decorate the house and like keep the holiday, like spirit thing, which decorate his neighbor's house. (laughs) Well, he's got so much love to give. Yeah. Yeah. They, they refer to him as like in touch with his feminine side and like they just make it seem like a bad thing that he's trying in certain respects because they do like paint it off as sleazy and it feels the man is very sleazy in this movie phil hartman is very good at being sleazy in in movies um it's this was also his last role before he was murdered what uh that like he last like live action movie that came
2: out that's sad yeah such a tragedy
1: schwarzenegger kills him (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, no, no oh, if you don't oh. know the really sad
1: story i really don't it, know this story sad. like i know that it Who's, happens but we don't we don't yeah. have to get
0: into it <laughs> no there's not a bright shiny yeah. fun to talk about spot there it's
1: just very sad
2: r.i.p phil hartman yeah
1: not a not a great transition but uh can we talk about the bomb in this movie
2: <laughs> oh man the,
0: the just the cop in general like that recurring uh, Cop is fantastic. I don't know who plays that guy, but... Oh, so it's... Incredible.
1: Uh, it's... I forget his name, but he's Jim West from the original Wild Wild West. Robert Conrad is, like... Oh. He's a pretty well-revered long-time actor, usually in a lot of, of Westerns, like an older, like, William Holden type, who's just, like, in a lot of famous stuff that I've never seen because it's before my time and it's not the few that make it through into must-watch territory.
0: But specifically, you're referring to the continued joke about like postal service workers going crazy and how that this was a time where there were bombs sent through the
1: mail, like leading up to, you know, uh the arson. Oh, this is during unibomber contracts. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I just watched like Manhunt Unibomber, which is is fantastic, but it's hard to go from that to like a postal service, there's a bomb in the mail joke. And that joke, in case you, you don't it remember civil. it, is uh, Sid Bad's going crazy and pretending a random package he has is a bomb. And then it turns out that package is a bomb. And it blows <laughs> it blows up from the exterior. And, like, you just know that all the cops in that room are dead. But because it's a family comedy, like, one of them just has some cartoon ash on him and the rest of them are fine. And, like, oh, man, it makes me uncomfortable that that scene is in that movie. <laughs>
2: Was this before the Unabomber or after the I Unabomber? feel like it's
1: after. I'd have to like probably check after. my timeline. Because right. I think the Unabomber was caught in 96 and the trial went to like 98.
2: Wow. So it's like playing off the Unabomber,
1: basically.
2: Yeah, Jesus. Wow. And I, as a kid, loved it. <laughs> my favorite
0: bit of it is, though, like the cop goes, relax. I spent four years on the bomb squad. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years, my gosh, that's a professional.
2: True, truly.
0: <laughs> well, is there anything we want to like harp on that we disliked in this movie? Well, we covered divorce. Um, we covered we postal the <laughs> We covered Comic Con. The, 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 ki- the kid, the <laughs> kid.
1: Covered Jake Lloyd. Sorry, You're not Jake not, Lloyd. Not, a, not a fan
2: of uh, Young Annie. I'm <laughs> not. I'm just not a fan of Young Annie and anything. I just think, I think this kid is this. like not a good kid actor. Sorry. I don't
1: think there <laughs> are good kid actors at that age. I think oh, there are. The There's
2: so many good ones, man. Um, <sighs> like the kid I- who plays the the, the the son in Hook is good. In my opinion, he's in a bunch of stuff.
1: I don't think he's any more or less memorable or noticeable than uh, Jake Lloyd in this movie. I'm not going to defend him in The Phantom Menace, but I think it's a hard job for anyone to act against a green screen, which is so much of those movies. (laughs) Like, you know, the adults didn't do a good job in that movie either. Liam Neeson's great, but like it's Ewan McGregor's kind of worst performance and people even put him as like one of the <laughs> highlights of those movies. Like He's not right. doing good. Hey, yeah. Christian's not doing good. But imagine being an actual child in that environment <laughs> and having oh, nothing imagine to Imagine
0: there's to. a Gungan next
1: to you. Yeah. Like what
2: the what the well, fuck? those are also all being directed by George Lucas, who we that all know too. is not a good director. Yeah. So you know you can't really put that on any of the actors, on, on, even Jake Lloyd. I think. I mean, it was also just it was bad casting, bad writing, bad everything. It's just yeah. bad.
1: hot take. I, I
0: yeah. <laughs> Allrick's views are not the the views of this podcast. Uh, please <laughs> only
1: write in glowingly about because uh, you guys, guys of like Phantom
2: Menace, is that right? No, no. <laughs> so
1: the white... <laughs> Life in Jingle All the Way, I want to highlight as well. Rita Wilson, uh, who we know from COVID. <laughs> Sorry.
2: From COVID? <laughs> Tom,
1: yeah, the, Tom Hanks' wife. So that's the everyone talks about, like, ah, oh, Tom Hanks got yes. COVID and was the first, like, celebrity thing. No, it's both of them too, because that's, that's how it works. Uh, Rita Wilson's given good. Face in this movie, there's a lot of close-up reaction shots. Jake Lloyd, I think, also has some good reaction shots. Sidman has excellent reaction shots, and then it really highlights how terrible and over the top the like close-ups of Schwarzenegger are. I think they even <laughs> like the inciting incident, which is just you remember to get the Turbo Man doll. The the dolly quickly goes in, and Schwarzenegger looks I like basically that. directly at the camera and does a triple take. <laughs> it's I, I love that, it, that, yes, that but it's as
0: a bookend too, because like the the movie ends with. <laughs> Her going. I'm so glad you're such a great dad. Now, what did you get me? And he's like, <laughs> "Oh rah? fuck! I did not buy my wife a Christmas present." He makes
1: a bunch of like frustrated Scooby Doo sounds, and then the movie. <laughs> I yeah,
0: all the all the bit performances in this movie are actually pretty excellent. I think Sinbad as like the co-star is pretty fantastic. Yeah, we've talked about you get a writing credit, Santacon and Elf, some of the best performances in the movie. The boost there's there's a lot of great bit performances in this movie and arnold schwarzenegger is just a different kind of performance everyone else is kind of selling they're hamming it up but like his hamming it up feels different to me it feels like he's trying and it's hard to believe him in the role but it doesn't ruin the movie in way, any way shape or form it just is a strange choice
1: so if you I guess. if you had to put some arbitrary metrics on your feelings of jingle all the way say mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is it still good or uh, maybe if, if it's better as a memory or uh, I don't know what would a third one be if it should get trampled at a store
0: <laughs> should we take it around back uh, and bury it
1: and maybe not even dig it up next Christmas wow <laughs> <laughs>
2: and poop on it too maybe.
1: Should we put it in a time <laughs> capsule and just never tell anyone that it's there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll 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 go first. This is a tough movie for me to like rate specifically because like I've seen this movie. I did I did not grow up with it. I don't think the same that you two did. Uh it was always fine. I've never regretted watching it. I still don't. This was this was a fun thing to revisit. Um but like so like I'm I want to air, like, to me, like, it's not better as a memory, because I think I actually enjoyed it more, this watch, than I did previously. Um, But it is it is a funny thing to call good. <laughs> but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call it still
1: good.
2: <laughs> it's a funny thing to call good. The best endorsement ever. I mean,
1: I think his best endorsement, which I would put on a pull quote on the VHS cover, is, I've seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll echo that. <laughs> I've got to give it better as a memory uh, because everything did work when I was younger, and I mean I was just less picky about movies. Let's be honest. Uh, but it, you know I remember it being better than it is, and I thought it was a good movie, and I no longer think that. But the important thing to remember is better as a memory is not an insult. To the memory. No. It's just a fact of my mind. It's like, yeah, no, this this wasn't as 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 good as I wished it to be.
0: <laughs> I like that we switched places where like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now now I'm giving it a still good and you're giving it a better as a memory. Something
1: feels wrong if I give Jingle all the way a still good. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to.
2: Uh well, mine's gonna be kind of complicated. So I feel like it's not a movie I'm going to watch every year, like a lot of Christmas movies, but I would probably watch it every other year. So I think I'm probably going to watch it this year because I didn't watch it last year. Um, but I would say, so I say it's still good, but with a caveat. Like if you don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can't watch this movie because you won't like
1: it. I mean, that's true with every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie.
2: <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's true. I say there's definitely some Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that become, are, are good no matter if you like them or not. Like, Terminators, you know, obviously I mean, probably a, even True Lies you know? he barely
0: talks. <laughs> True Lies, I I would argue True Lies is a tough move. If you do not like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> you are not going to like True Lies. Yeah, honestly, that's I feel like as someone like maybe Lies, that's as good. someone who likes True
2: Lies.
1: Yeah, job, but I think True Lies would be much better with a different actor.
2: <laughs> I I think it's still good. I think you should watch it if you haven't seen it before and if you hadn't seen it since you're a kid. Give it a shot. See if it's still, if you still enjoy it. I think there's lots of fun, ridiculous moments in it. And like mm-hmm. with the supporting actors in it, you know, and delivering the performances that they do, it makes it fun to like watch and like see these little moments, you know, throughout the movie. Um, you know, plus who doesn't like Turbo Man? Turbo Man's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I have to interrupt the podcast right now for a very sp- special announcement. We have an ad. I am on the Walmart website right now on the PlayStation oh, Five console thing, and it just shit. popped up as "Add to Cart," and I clicked a bunch of times and it didn't work. And now it says <laughs> this item will be back at 3:30 p.m. Eastern, which is in three minutes. So, Sage, you might want to get onto your Walmart website and it. see if you can buy this is a live a podcast. Live you guys do that
0: I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick
1: alright we're just gonna we're just keep rolling and uh, this is a good time to figure out the arc for the rest of the podcast but,
2: but this is amazing because this is like a real life jingle all the way moment happening right now in 2020 modern day version where we're like on our computers battling it out to get this PS5 all right, this
1: is awesome <laughs> this is what it looks like in 2020 for sure
2: oh I'm not even signed in I gotta sign in oh, we gotta sign in oh, oh, sign gosh. in sign in
1: uh, oh it's my not sending me my password retrieval.
2: <laughs> I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs
1: that move, and the Rock <laughs> and jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. So,
0: so now that, now that
1: Walmart uh, hasn't saved Christmas for you both. <laughs> we gotta figure out if, if we would watch Jingle All the Way if it came out today. In our Ooh, very popular segment, Reboot Time.
0: We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s. Well, it's not a remake, it's a reboot. You see, the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity.
1: What the fuck is a reboot?
0: So all they do now is recycle shit from the past.
1: We're working on this with a and more of a Expect us all not to notice. Okay, I like it. Another! <laughs> Come on, Santa babies, what you got? <laughs>
2: Wait, wait, so if it came out today with modern day actors? Yeah, yeah. if you are remaking like? this movie
1: or doing a sequel, we'll pretend that Larry the Cable Guy sequel does not exist because I don't care. It, it doesn't <laughs> exist in
2: my mind, That's
1: yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about it. It happened. Oh, Move my on.
2: God. Well, it really it depends on the actor that you put in it. But I'm I'm just trying to search my brain. Like if there's an actor today well, is it, that I'd want to pay money to see in this movie, and I don't know if there is well, I
1: feel like if you if you are making this is my pitch, if you are making Jingle All the Way today and it's directly it's not it's not a different take, it is directly a remake of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the obvious answer is John Cena, who has done good comedic roles like i think that would be a good pitch for this um it's not the most interesting i
2: would want to see him in this though like i wouldn't want (laughs) to like i see it's not enough like like if the rock hadn't made a whole bunch of bad movies in the last like five years i probably Mm would have said the rock but now that he's like done all these cruddy movies where they've just been shit you know like i just
0: disappointing to watch him fall
2: I don't think I would pay money to see a rock jingle all the way. Knowing that he's having
1: full creative control and he's like doing everything completely safe and yeah.
2: Like two bad Joe Jumanji movies, Whoa. a bad Hobson Shaw movie. Whoa, actually, you know? okay. I thought I mean, you were
1: going to talk about his actual bad movies, not his great. Yeah, ones. you're forgetting skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, skyscraper. I like skyscraper Rampage, more than oh Jumanji. My God, Come Jumanji. on, Jumanji are is great. more fun than Jumanji. I'm is. shocked I mean, that geez. those movies aren't bad and they're excellent. And that's all we'll talk about.
2: <laughs> Wait, you, you're sh- like the Jumanji. I think the new movies Jumanji you movies like? are great. Oh my God,
1: like I think oh. it's. They sp- those movies spend the exact oh. right amount of time with the kids that when you get to the adults, like, you fully see them being the kids, and it, it like, makes for one continuous character. I love it. Oh. I think it's, oh. it's great from everyone involved.
2: Well, caveat, I haven't seen the second one because I didn't like the first one. I mean, um, then, then
1: well, first off, don't I shit think... on the second one, but, like, no, it's not any better <laughs> the, or worse.
2: The, the first one... <laughs> Like, the villain is such a waste. Like, there's like there's nothing that happens with the villain. Uh, like, complete, I believe like, a scorpion cardboard. crawls
1: into his mouth while he's giving a Like It's Bobby Cannavale. He's
2: great. Yeah, but he's so wasted because he's such a great actor. And, like, they don't give him anything to do. He just stands looking ominous. Uh, his, I don't like, know if you on.
1: remember ten seconds ago when I said a scorpion crawls into his mouth while he's talking.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember that. But I don't think that was... Worthy of him. Right. So my well, jingle all the way pitches. I
1: put the Rock in. It, I put Kevin Hart. I put Jack Black, and I don't let all see it.
2: <laughs> well, John.
0: So who who's playing who's playing Sinbad in your John Cena remake? And what is Sinbad's uh, occupation? Does anything change elsewise?
1: I feel like we don't need to have that be a, a post office job, especially considering like in 2020, like our. Our post office workers are just below, like, healthcare frontline people in terms of American heroes. Like, suddenly we love the post office. It's a weird time to be alive, guys.
0: Well, in terms of, like, you mentioned people with accents, and, like, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Mr. Transporter take on this role either, and we just let it be a more violent movie. That could be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, instead of, instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, who's giving, like, a kind of calm, like, You know, he's perturbed, but he's never angry in this movie. I say, fuck it. Let it, let, 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 um, I don't know why I'm forgetting the transporter's name somehow, but.
2: Jason Statham?
0: Let Jason Statham be an angry dad trying to get a toy and let this movie be yeah, let's, much more I mean, fuck it. like stylized let's john
1: Wick. let's make this yeah. like an angry thing let, let, falling down descended into madness jiggle all the way yeah we're at the end oh, like man. he does he loses his family and he just doesn't care and the last all of a shot sudden, of the i'm movie excited about this movie is yeah. jason statham or john Cena or whoever just Sitting down, bloodied to bits in his recliner, pulls out a <laughs> cigarette. You hear sirens coming. Credits.
0: It's a turn, yeah. I, 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 there's a version of that I would love to see.
2: Yeah,
1: that's my pitch. Or, uh,
2: what you got? <laughs> I, I don't even know, like, because it has to be like some kind of movie star level person who, like, you you instantly recognize. Like, it, it kind of mm-hmm. needs to be that person. It's
0: a vehicle for sure, but like, I
2: don't know what big star today i'd want to see in this movie like i think like i think if you had to make me say one it would be the rock Mm -hmm. like you know five years ago
0: the rock makes this property and you're happy
2: i'd hope he'd be better i just hope he would do better you know that he has been doing in my opinion but um yeah i think the rock would have to be the choice um but did you see the tooth fairy i did not (laughs) I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the part of it to me is like
0: I don't know if I was this old, if like even Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime would be enough to get me to see this movie necessarily in my thirties.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a, it it it's would. a coin toss, All the actors you know, we pitch for this, I feel like, have done that family movie. Like, yeah, no, that's the pacifier, that's the tooth fairy. They all put in their kids movie as like large. Jackie Chan fans. has too. Like Chan has saying. so many. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Kid also literally has a hundred movies.
0: Sure. The Arnold Schwarzenegger performance does guide this movie, but Sinbad is carrying so much of it too. And he's a lot harder to recast. Like what's his name? Um, Rafi from the Oh, League. Jason Mendoza. Oh, that would uh, be a good secondary. Yeah. Would be a great, yes. like, I want to see him being like, cause he's someone who can play someone. So who's, in a way like pure of heart but entirely wrong and that's kind of what the Sinbad character is like it's someone who like all he wants to do is get something for his kid and be a better dad than his dad was to him and but his version of being a good dad is that capitalist system that we were talking about yes and i feel like jason Mendoza could deliver a twisted version of like a father who's trying to do his best but is like has it wrong extremely well
2: that's yeah, good I, I would second that. And
1: we'll just have Jake Lloyd replace his role. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gavin, do you have any games for us?
0: Well, <laughs> I guess it is that time of, time of the show where we play Six Degrees of Space Jam.
1: Six Degrees of Space Jam.
0: This is where we try and connect. Uh, our, our first episode of this podcast was Space Jam. Space Jam being a cultural touchstone um, of the 90s, actually coming out the same year as this, uh, it just shares a lot. It's not that hard to connect any movie to Space uh, Space Jam the way you might do with Kevin Bacon, say, in a different kind of game. I have it in in one, I think, or two. I forget how to count.
1: Is one, like, (laughs) this movie is Space Jam? (laughs) I <laughs> yeah, got there once. I, I, I don't,
0: I, we haven't really established these rules, but I have it pretty short. Do either of you guys have one you want to go with before I, I say? I oh, mean, I
1: was not. Prepared. This is a hard one to just like. <sighs> All right, no, unless it's like, uh, yeah, this this year was uh, 1996, and so was Space Jam. Boom, got it too. <laughs>
0: Damn, Sage setting a record. All right, Alric, what you got?
2: Yeah, or I was thinking about Wayne Knight. Like Wayne Knight to mm-hmm. Phil Hartman seems like. A pretty easy connection to make um but uh all right let's see it's so a news radio for phil hartman and then who is on news radio um all this fucking game. <laughs> God, all right hold on maybe that's not the best way to go uh, my, my brain is like a bunch of puzzle pieces of movies right now
0: it's okay um, I, i've got mine if, 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 you, if you, you you go if, you go all all right, I'm thinking. all right so Jingle All the Way, starring none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, star of Twins, along with oh, Danny DeVito. Oh, you got it. Nice. Danny DeVito, the voice yes. of the big bad
1: in Space Jam. Oh, amazing. I forgot
2: about that. That was that was excellently done. Expert, expert job. Can be honest, this game Twins. is a lot less
1: interesting when we actually use actors.
0: <laughs> Twins, also <laughs> directed by uh, Ivan Reitman,
1: who oh, produced really? on Space Jam. Oh, okay. Double. Now you have my Damn. attention. That so, is this is, is basically
0: good. a Space Jam sequel, is all I'm saying. Yeah, this is uh, uh, Jingle okay. All the Way, to The New nope. Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> Any any final thoughts? I, I was I was I was also ready to try and recast Phil Hartman, um,
1: but but we'll move past it. Trevor Noah, it's perfect. Wait. John Cena, yeah. J- Jason yeah. Mantzoukas, and Trevor Noah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would pay for that um, for that movie. I really would. I think
1: legally I have to. If they remake anything on this podcast, I have to watch it. Uh, so thank You're God okay. Space Jam will just come out on a streaming service I already have access to. <laughs>
0: So if you don't watch – you said this is an every other year movie for you. Yeah. Do you have an
2: every year movie? Um, I usually watch Die Hard. I I always watch um, – oh, it's like escaping my brain. Right? <laughs> oh, Home Alone. I watch Home Alone every Interesting. year. What, both Home Alones every year. Um, but yeah, and usually Die Hard. And then um, – Sometimes I watch uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," but not always. And then so you
0: you kind of do it big. You you like spending some time with like some classics.
2: Miracle on 34th Street, the original, not the remake. I can't do it. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, like I used to always watch The Matrix on Christmas for some reason. I don't know why. Interesting. But uh,
0: yeah, Christmas. I sometimes the watch The Matrix. But <laughs> to me, like I'm trying to think, like I. A Nightmare Before Christmas is one that I do watch pretty often. I do think it's more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. I also like, I've, I've got like a Gremlins poster in my wall from uh, seeing it at the Roxy, and that's nice. like probably my favorite Christmas movie. I'm sure we'll talk, it'll get its own episode, so I don't want to go in depth with it. And I'm definitely like, I have a soft spot for a Christmas story. Oh, yeah. And Muppets' Christmas Carol.
2: Yes. A Christmas story I, I probably watch every year too. Yeah.
0: You'll shoot your eye out yeah it's a good one
1: (laughs) i uh what about you i don't have much of a connection to christmas in general because part of growing up in Mm -hmm. alaska is like you just get the fuck out every winter if you can because you need to go someplace with sunlight like the cold is one thing but the point is like i haven't spent like a christmas with a tree and with my family in our house in 20 years and certainly there was a period where even when we were we were there on Christmas, like we had cats, so we just didn't have a tree because it wasn't safe. <laughs> so I'm giving all these disclaimers to say that my favorite Christmas movies are Die Hard and Go.
0: I also had some movie. really weird cartoons. Like I think I've talked about it before that but I like it was the era of things taped to VHS. So I had like part of a Winnie the Pooh Christmas special that had like a live action host who was hanging out with a guy in a Tigger costume (laughs) and like together, like he's like, all right, Tigger, what did you bring? What did you bring to help celebrate the Christmas spirit? And he's like, well, I got a tree. And it's like, that's a palm tree, Tigger. (laughs) That's a palm tree. And he's like, oh, well we can decorate it all the same. And so they, you know, that, that there's your, there's your, uh, your beach, your beachside Christmas sage (laughs) that you're looking for.
1: Sure. I can. Mean, this will honestly be the first year I have ever spent Christmas like where I live, and it's. <laughs> I really hate it. Oh wow! Yeah, they won't even let me drive <laughs> well... to Mexico right now. You're allowed to fly to Mexico, but you can't cross the border in a car for non-essential travel. Oh
2: really? That's I just nice.
1: want to find a beach and wait it out, like for a couple of days, and just talk to no one, just sit, read a book. That's what I want. <laughs>
0: Well, now you can do that in the safety of your own home.
1: But I can't do any of those things. And know that I
0: know that I'm only a few <laughs> miles away from you wishing you Christmas cheer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'd like to wish all of our listeners at Still Good Pod uh you know, not nece- like a Merry Christmas, but also whatever you celebrate. Happy holidays. I hope the winter's not too cold. And uh I hope that like even if you can't be with the people around you like that you're used to being close to that you just have a really wonderful uh Holiday season and that you know the new year as the as the days get keep getting longer and brighter. um We enter a prosperous 2021. My heart goes out to y'all. Was that sappy sh- enough? Sh- sure,
2: whatever. Not. That was. <laughs> like, all right, you got anything beautiful. to plug? Like I don't even want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so sweet.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me. All right, you got know, anything anyways.
2: to plug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right do you have anything to plug? Uh, I don't know. Just, I want to echo those thoughts just like happy holidays. Hope everyone's, you know, enjoying themselves even though we can't really do anything. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then can't really be with family except unless we're already quarantined with them. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Hope everyone's finding the joy where they can, you know, enjoying, uh, their, their time off from their jobs. If they're lucky enough to have jobs, uh, wherever they are, they are, you know, and let's hope for, uh, really wonderful amazing 2021 that just puts 2020 to complete shame because you know it should it should whatever's coming should put 2020 to shame hopefully
1: oh jesus christ I'm really, really sad and uh, anxiety ridden now, Ulrich. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, I will uh,
2: just cut mine and then put or, or put mine first and then put Gavin's after because Gavin's. Well, just I mean,
0: I'm also like just to be thankful for one thing like, Ulrich, you and I got to make a Christmas movie this year, and that, that was pretty special. That was so really wonderful. I'm excited about that.
1: Um, uh, well, I'll I want to like shout out warmth and happiness and whatever, <laughs> unless Gavin's gonna talk over me. Happy feet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just plugging the Go general ahead. concept of warm and hoppiness. But but thank you for uh, hoppiness. Yes, happy feet. <laughs> His feet are yeah, happy. A it's a great too. movie. Uh, <laughs> it's inherently Christmas because there's snow in it. <laughs>
0: oh, um, Don't forget to also, listen snow dogs. to the uh, Oryx oh, yeah. Making movie is hard. Making movie
1: – oh, my God. Snow Dogs by the director of Jingle all the way. <laughs>
2: making oh, yeah, movies, movies is hard uh, the podcast that won't ever stop no matter how little time I have it'll go on forever damn straight um, you're contractually yeah. obligated I am I can't stop it now and my my co-host is great too Liz Manichel, yeah. who who's just fantastic so who if
0: you, we should invite on the podcast at some point express
2: express oh, our uh, we want to have her on probably a horror movie she's a huge horror movie fan so hell yeah yeah, bring like some like 80s or, or early 90s horror she'd be w- way into discussing.
1: We'll bring her on for 1926's I'm, Nosferatu.
2: <laughs> I'm just uh just speaking for her on this show. She'll listen Is to this it? be like, "No, I don't want to talk about horror movies, <laughs> jerk." <laughs> well, also listeners
0: out there, like uh thank you so much. Please write in. We want to hear what you guys wh- what what you guys want to hear about? Like if you have any notes and feedback, we're open to them. If you just uh, want to say hi, give
1: us pretty lonely.
0: Yeah, just we're, it's 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 a, it's a lonely holiday season out here. Uh, give us ratings on iTunes and whatnot. Um, harsh criticism, please. Yeah,
2: Yes. All right, <laughs> we want the harsh criticism.
1: All right, take care, Santa babies.
2: Santa babies.
1: Let the the, the dulcet <laughs> tones of uh, Ulrich Purcell singing Santa baby take us out.
0: And goodness knows he didn't want a lie. He sent a note to Santa for some soldiers and a trunk. It broke his little heart to find that
1: Santa had come.
0: In the street he envies all those lucky boys. Then wanders home to last year's broken toys. Please, I'm so sorry
1: for that laddie, he has in God not got the daddy,
2: the little boy that Santa Claus
0: for
1: God.